Hello and welcome to day five of the Massive Attack Christmas specials, 12 days of Christmas carol. What are we calling these again, Mitch? It's different every day. A 12 days, a 12 days, 12 days of a Christmas carol mini episodes. Yep. And we're back, yes, by day five here. We're going back to the movie format after our little foray yesterday that was The Simpsons that, as you say, wasn't really a Christmas carol. It was not at all a Christmas carol. <laughs> but it was still The Simpsons, so it still gets passed. Just. So, today we are looking at Disney's A Christmas Carol, I think is the official title of it. Yep, from 2009. Oh, yeah. 2000 and nerf, as I was saying, <laughs> Germany. Would they? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not 2000 and nerf. It wouldn't be 2009, because that'd be 2000 and no. Really? Yeah, well, no. Nine is no in German. 99 says love balloons. 99, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, enough about Nina and her balloons. Let's talk about Robert Zemeckis and his, I don't know what you would call this, it's animated over film? Well, it's animated, but I think there's motion capture done. Yes. Like, it's his second foray into this technique that he did, started with the Polar Express, and I hadn't seen neither before this, and I still have not seen Polar Express because no, I've not one. heard good things, mm. and obviously the technology has gotten better because I've heard Polar Express is very awkward. Just the uncanny valley is terrible with the whole wooden Tom Hanks that just looks and feels wrong. Yeah. Where this is a bit more cartoony, so yeah. you sort of get away from that. Well, you can realism. kind of see who they're meant to be, but there's still enough animation and enough differences in the way they look to make it. Well, it's exaggerated. Yeah. So it's fine. Yeah. It's when you try and be real, is when it falls over. So, yeah. All right. Well, we'll get to that in a little bit. We'll, we'll go over the main bits of this movie. So, all right. Well, it's about a character called Ebenezer. No, I didn't mean those oh, bits. Okay. We've already covered all of those. Oh. But the main thing is Jim Carrey plays Scrooge. Yep. Or voices Scrooge, however you want to look at it. Oh, I think it's motion capture. I think there's a lot of his physicality is is part of it. Yep. And we've got Gary Oldman as Bob Cratchit. We do. I didn't pick it. He looked like uh, the guy from um, The Fast Show. I can see that. I didn't really pick his look, but Gary Oldman's voice. I didn't pick the voice, but yeah. You didn't? didn't. No, I didn't. No, I think he's got a pretty unmistakable voice. He was Jacob Marley as well. He was. Mm Mm-hmm. Or the ghost of Jacob Mallet. Yes. And Colin Firth, I did pick, because pretty much that's the Uncanny Valley where it's... Well, that's, again, probably... Colin Firth looks like Colin Firth, and Robin Wright Penn plays Fan, Fran, is it? The, no, the sister? Or no, she plays Belle. Belle. The the fiancé. And Fan. Yeah. Oh, did she? Mm -hmm. But she, when Belle was in the scenes, it just looks exactly like Robin Penn. I don't really know what she looks like. I'm looking at the IMDb. I still don't know. I got facial blindness when it comes to Robin Wright Penn, I think. Well, she was in that Kevin Spacey political thing. Princess Bride. No. I'll get I think she her. actually is in Princess Bride. She is in Princess Bride. Yeah. She's like the main girl, isn't yes. she? Yeah. But she's, yeah, she's also in House of Cards. And Forrest Gump. Anyway, differences between this and the classic story. I'm not sure exactly where the classic story starts, but as opposed to some of the other movies we've seen, this actually starts with an undertaker's office. And we see Jacob Marley. Dead Jacob. Yes. With the handkerchief tied around his mouth, keeping his mouth closed. Yeah. And pennies on his eyes, which Scrooge actually goes and steals. Just steals. Just takes back. Steals. Don't the dead people need pennies on their eyes so they can pay the the ferryman? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Do I got to. Yes. No, I was thinking more Christopher Mm. (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, I thought... 
So I, I, none of the versions I've read or listened to have referenced that scene at all, so I don't think it's part of the book. Maybe not. But it was a good touch. It was Because nice. it, it kind of cemented my ideas of why Jacob Marley yeah. has a handkerchief tied around his mouth. No, it was good. And then we get all the same scenes. It's him in the office. Yep. Fred comes to visit, has a go at Bob Cratchit, the people coming to ask donations for the poor. Same they all same happen. Yep. So I suppose it, it's pretty faithful without... It doesn't deviate from the story. The only thing I would say it does deviate from is its exploration of scenes. Like yeah. It, it, it just goes a little further. That opening scene is great where you've, you've got the death of Marley or the funeral. Yeah. And then he leaves and it goes to a, a vista of London and it just goes through this panoramic view yep. of going through this you know, computer model of London. And it, that's amazing. And I'm looking at this movie going, kind of wish I'd seen it on the big screen now. Yep, in 3D, exactly. it was like really well executed. And just, yeah, little touches like when they zoom in on the sign that says Scrooge and Marley. And then mm. they kind of age it really quickly to show you that the seven years has passed between Marley's death and, and now sort of thing. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's good. Um, I really enjoyed the way it was made like the technical side of this so I suppose the deviation everything else is the same so let's talk about Jack and Marley the look and the feel what did you get? I thought he was really good like mm-hmm. I thought he was scary good yes well that's what we got with the uh, George C. Scott version yep. was Marley was really scary in that and this was very similar like he just burst out screaming at points and things like that and, and it was a really affecting moments and the fact that it's animated they can get away with with more Mm. like more chains they had the chains all across his body as well as the weights that he was holding and he yeah he just looked scary the only thing they sort of went for a bit of a gag with his jaw coming undone which was fine because but then he ties it up more and he can't talk because he tied it up too tight and I was just like little touches pull pull it back a little bit and it could have been really effective yeah it was it was really cool I really liked that yeah yeah, so as far as the, the rest of the ghosts that come, I think the ghost of Christmas past was probably the most authentic. Well, there is no real description in the in the original text. The only description is it had no form. It was old, it was young, it was this, it was that. There so was, it played with this. Yeah, there was one stage where its face, its face was morphing into old, young, d- yeah. different people. And it was obviously it emitted a light and it carried snuffer. the snuffer. So it, it, it's, it was accurate in that way that it didn't really have a form. It, it, it almost looked like a, a floating candle. Like it wasn't stiff like a candle, but it was... It the, like the face was a flame yeah. and it emitted light and it had sort of a body which was almost just a glowing thing below it. Like mm. a jellyfish almost. What I didn't like was the fact that he didn't really seem afraid of it. Scrooge himself was more kind of having a go back when he was showing him some of the, yeah, the bit, stuff from his past. He was a bit more confident in that way. Yeah, and especially at the end when he snuffed him out. Or snuffed it out. Well, he was getting angry in all the point. Yeah. And it was sort of pushing his buttons, I suppose. Because it's showing him things he didn't want to see. He was all happy at the start. And then it's like, stop, stop don't show me. I don't want to see this. This is... Yeah, and, and then he got angry and that's when he, sn- he snuffed him out. And that's all true to, to the test. Text. And this is one of the deviations where it's sort of like it falls over. I mean, it's really nice touches with the computer graphics that you can do when it's flying over the city and it's flying through windows and walls and down corridors and they're really playing with perspective on the corridors. Yeah. But it's things like th- what it does now is where, to me, it falls over from being a classic because he snuffs it out. He's got this, you know, big, what, three-foot snuff, like a, yep. like a traffic cone, and he snuffs out the ghost and that's all good and you should have ended the scene there but what they do is yeah, it's cause it an like eruption yeah. and, he, and he has to ride it up in the air and across the sky like a rocket and it's just like slapsticky sort of thing and I understand why because it was in the trailer so it was probably a selling point to a point maybe but for me loving the story didn't need it 
No. It just sort of touches when they sort of just because they can, they do. And it's like, it doesn't need it. It just, it's all back. But yeah. So, second ghost is visited by the Ghost of Christmas present. Present? Who I, is? Also, Jim Carrey voiced. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't he, he voiced all the ghosts. This is probably the weakest as animation, I think, too. His face looked cheaper than the rest. Not cheaper, but just didn't look as well done. The beard was a bit stiffer. It just didn't flow as nicely as the other. There was a few little touches that I liked. I liked the fact that he had the flaming torch and he was kind of dripping embers on things as they were going to them. Yep. I thought that was nice. And I thought the bit where he lifted his robe up and the ignorance and want, I thought that was probably the best representation. And he had the sword. The sheath for the sword, but no sword in it, which is the only one so far which has addressed that. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Which I is meant to symbolise peace, no no war kind of thing. Okay, I didn't pick that up myself. Yeah. Scrooge actually says, you've got a sheath, but where's your sword? And he sort of has a look at it going, oh, kind of thing. And then he references it. But I only know that because of the YouTube clip I watched the other week. But yeah, so they're the only one that I know of that addresses that element of it. The others may have had it as part of a costume. But they didn't actually But you don't address yeah. it as in a costume. Yeah, as in a line, yeah. Hmm. But no, I... I as I said, I, I thought the ignorance from one were really well done. They were quite creepy looking. Very creepy. And even the bit where you just saw one of the fingers poking out the bottom of the robe and Scrooge is like, what's that under your robe? But instead of like, take my... Like, you're sitting on the giant pile Pop of food, food and yep. gifts and stuff like that. And because the computer graphics, they can play with perspective and the room is 30 foot tall and he's at the top of it. It's massive. It, it, it's quite good. The only... I don't like... And it's because they can do it in computer graphics, they did. But instead of just turning up at new places to check out everything that's going on, he moves the room yeah. and you can see through the floor. <laughs> and it just, to me, maybe in a cinema looking in 3D, it might have been fantastic. But just the conceit of it was a bit like, yeah, whatever. Mm, maybe. Unnecessary to me. Hmm. Okay, so third ghost, being the ghost of Christmas yet to come, yep. was very much the Grim Reaper type. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure if I really got the whether they needed to use the Jim Carrey's character Scrooge getting chased by the. Well, they didn't. The, the, well, I mean, the, the difference is instead of just being Grim Reaper, he was a shadow that would come out of the wall. Like his hand did the pointing thing. Yeah. But that would come out of the shadow, but everything else was flat against the wall, which again, in 3D, would have been really affecting. I mean, it was just almost the fact that what can we do? that's clever like they did with the room and all that sort of stuff it's like what can we do so that was that side of it but like as you said yeah there was a two three minute set piece where he's being chased and so I'm, I'm sure the carriage scene would have looked great, as you said, in 3D on a big screen. But, but it was just superfluous. Why was he running from it? The ghost didn't need to chase him. And he shrunk and he did... It was just, it was just because they can. Yeah. It didn't actually add to any of the spirit side of it and all that. And I don't think it was... I don't think it added to it in any way, shape or form. I've got to say that the, the characterization that Jim Gary did was very good. Like, he's he did, you know, he, he sort of became more and more... Well, he started off nostalgic, then he became, you know, repentant in the end and that sort of stuff. And I think he it was quite good. And he became giddy when he found redemption at the end. Yeah. Well, one of the things you mentioned about giddiness, going back to Bob Cratchit, I kind of didn't like the fact that he was doing the kind of goofy stuff that he did. Like, when he left the office the first time to go home on Christmas Eve... He did that bit where he was sliding down the ice and hanging out with the children and stuff. And I thought, well... I like that. Well, see, I didn't think no, that was I, necessary I it was either. Only because it proved that this is the man who loves his family and children and but, this is the Christmas and he gets away. But that wasn't really his family. He was just skating with a bunch no, of random he away from kids. work and he likes Christmas. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I didn't mind it. I didn't. No, I don't know. But, yeah, as you said, it's, it's the little touches that they throw in as extras that kind of look good but I don't know if they're necessary like again at the start when the kids are all watching through the butcher's window and they throw the bit of meat out and the dog runs away with it 
it's like, yeah, well, that, that yeah. sort of adds to the effect that, yeah, these kids are poor, but I don't know if it's... And the WYSIWYG had their you know, party on, yeah. but he goes back in past and watches, and they just have the most gravity-defying dances. Yeah. And it's just kind of a bit strange. A bit of Bob Hoskins, always good. Was it Bob Hoskins? Mm. Okay, I didn't no, I picked that voice. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like, I like it, but the more I think about it, the less I like it. I like it. I'll go on record saying I would watch it again. I'm tempted to buy it on Blu-ray. It would look good on Blu-ray. So, yeah, that's where I'm at with it, I think. I like it. Okay. It was quite true to the source, and that's what I'm kind of looking for now that I've seen it. Highly recommend it. It's got a few deviations as far as added fluff to it. But apart from that, it hits every mark it needs to hit and does it all really well. Not for kids... Yeah, the wanton ignorance are very scary. And, yeah, and, and Marley's and, ghost is And what's the name Guy? Ghost of Christmas Presents, because he, he gets older as some address, some don't. And he literally ages and dies at the end of it and turns into a laughing skeleton at the end. Mm. And that's it's pretty full on, because you've got the wanton ignorance and him dying all sort of happening at once, and it's all pretty full on. It's like, they don't want your age group for this is. No, I, I definitely don't think it's a kid's movie. No. I think it's probably an early teens Queens type movie, maybe. Yeah. But, yeah, I enjoyed it, but I'm not sure if I should analyse it too much more, because I think that would take away from it. No, I think it was fun. I really, I, I sort of got into it. I put it up there for me is a surprise, because the 84 was a surprise for me, and this was a surprise too. Like, I wasn't planning on watching either of these, but just going on the recommendations of that YouTube clip I saw, I was like, oh, these two seem pretty true to it, so I might give it a go, and thumbs up. Yeah, glad Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Yes. Alrighty, well that's a nice place to wrap up day five. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow we're coming back with another modern twist on things and we're going to be looking at the Looney Tunes special Bar Humduck. So yes, we'll join you tomorrow. Alright. Alrighty, thanks Mitch. Stay safe.